All right, let me try something, Gab. Welcome, everyone, to a very spooky episode of the Just Good PC Podcast. I am your mascot, Count Gamula. <laughs> no. Just no. It's all for the spirit of Halloween. No. Uh, Rock, back me up here. Well, he's not here. Oh, that's right. He called in sick. Well, apparently we all phoned it in for an hour, except for Prof. So Prof is on the ball. Ten points for whichever Hogwarts house you're part of. Welcome to the Just Good PC podcast. In this episode, we talked about scary games, scary movies, and some scary things that the mobile games are doing. I want to start off with talking just about uh, horror games in general. So, like, who here actually plays horror games? Like, who likes playing those games that get you scared? I know, I know that Tom and I have have played through a little bit of Five Nights at Freddy's, but you know, we freak out and then quit because ain't nobody about them jump scares. Uh, it's the uh, atmosphere that usually gets me, like. The foreboding feeling of there's something around that corner and they're going to come out and get me. I've never really been one to play horror games for the most part. Like like Sky was saying, I have we have Five Nights at Freddy's. I do as well. It, the only reason I have it is because during a live stream, I had someone asked if I was going to play them. And I said, well, I don't have them. So, no, I can't play them. And next thing you know, the person sends me like the first four games. And I'm like, come on, bro. Now you have to. I have Five Nights at Freddy's 1 through 3, though I never played 2 and 3, and I only got as far as the main menu for the original Five Nights. In college, my friends made me play Slender Man too, like when that was a thing, and they were like, you have to play this game, and I was like, I don't want to. They're like, you have to play this game in the dark with headphones. Yeah, I remember when Slender Man was just making the rounds, like you see like every like YouTube personality just playing the classic Slender Man game. I did play that one for a little while. Like it was, I thought it was interesting just because there hadn't been a whole lot like that game at the time. So I wanted to check it out. I honestly don't remember if I ever played that game before. I do remember that me and Rock did play like the G mod version of it, where it's like a multiplayer game, and there's like multiple Slenderman that you have to watch out for. Pass. And let me tell you, it was terrifying. One Slenderman is enough. Literally, the closest game that I could say was the closest to horror was literally Doom 3 for me. <laughs> so, so I mean, I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hear me out. On lunch night, I was at a friend's house. It was at a 60-inch a TV, and we're sitting about a foot away from it with surround sound fully up and all the lights turned off. <laughs> and, and this is lunch night, so, you know, the, the flashlight, you know, is hard. You can't hold the flashlight and the gun at the same time. So, yeah, that got us going for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. It was so bad, we had to, we, we, we only could make it, like, past the first level and we had to quit it was too bad gotta light the way with the gun itself so i guess it's safe to say we're we're not really horror game fans then yeah uh yeah i'm not much of a horror game person myself i have played a little bit of agony in the past the whole like atmosphere of the game where it's just like the floors and the walls are like meat and bone and terror and torture it all suddenly changed when I pick up the shotgun. I thought you were going to say everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Right? <laughs> shotgun in one hand, laser rifle in the other, and a suit of power armor blowing demons' faces off, bashing demons' faces in, ripping out their hearts and shoving them down their throats. All right, I think we get the picture. Very family-friendly. Yep. Wait a minute, that's not agony. That's doom. <laughs> Personally, I tend to, you know, play games that'll have that that spooky or or scare factor to them, and then depending on where I am or... If I necess- if I absolutely need to have headphones on, I will decide from there if I'm going to continue playing. Like, I've started three or four of them, and I'm like, nope, music's too creepy. I'm out. There were a few other games that I have played that were 
considered to be horror in terms of the genre. And these are actually like multiplayer horror games. Dead by Daylight, Friday the 13th The Game, and SCP Secret Laboratory. All of them kind of follow the same sort of structure as in being like an asymmetrical multiplayer where there's like multiple people trying to avoid like one terrifying entity. Well, I mean, for like SCP, like, isn't that more a uh, creepypasta and just like a team deathmatch kind of game? Uh, kind of, sort of. There, uh, there are multiple teams, but uh, before like the MTF come in or like the Chaos Insurgent come in, it is kind of like a... It's pretty much like a horror game. Like, it initially starts off with the D-Class, the SCPs, and the facility guards. The the only game I can think of that I've played to large extent that you, you wouldn't classify as a horror game, but it has a bunch of, like, creepy things running at you that you have to try to get past. Uh, Left 4 Dead. I'm talking about Left 4 Dead. <laughs> well, I wouldn't exactly... Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. With what with with what mod? Ooh, that's a good point. You, you gotta have the you know you gotta have the Warhawk song. I mean, you have to. Have to. You have to have the RV Blue you know mod. You have to have it. There's no other way around it. To be fair, I have so much uh, Red versus Blue mod in in my Left 4 Dead 2 game because I have it set up where both teams, um, well, the first survivors and the second survivors are different characters from Red versus Blue. So like I'm running around as Caboose, killing all the zombies, just going like, "You are not my friend. You are not my friend." But yeah, I've been playing a lot of SCP Secret Laboratory uh, recently, and they also added like a new SCP to the SCP team, three nine three, a uh, dog-like creature that is capable of mimicking human speech. Is anyone else thinking Full Metal Alchemist? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I never actually seen Full Metal Alchemist. What? But I think I have an idea of what you might be referring to. Are you sure though? It's not Nina. Okay, maybe not. Just kidding. It's always Nina. But yeah, I I would say that SCP Secret Laboratory is actually a pretty good uh, multiplayer horror game, namely from the fact that a lot of the monsters like work differently. Like uh, 173, the statue. It's this very creepy, odd statue that always moves around as long as you're not looking at him. As long as you maintain a line of sight with him, he cannot move. Unless you blink. So angels. Weeping angels. And if he gets too close to you, he'll snap your neck. And then they also send you back in time, you know. <laughs> so so this brings up a question. Uh, since none of us play horror games. I do play horror games. I don't finish them, but I play a lot of them. Don't let me into your group. <laughs> the qu my question is, since the majority of us don't play horror games, why don't you play horror games? And in Sky's case, why do you play horror games? To be absolutely fair, in SCP Secret Laboratory's uh, scene page, it, it is tagged with horror. I mean, I just don't really like horror genre in general. I don't go see horror movies. I find them boring. I'm, I'm much the same boat as you are. I, I just don't enjoy them so much like i'll go and see the occasional thing like it for example that was not your choice that was mine exactly <laughs> i absolutely do not go out of my way just to play any sort of like horror or watch any sort of horror movie like any typical horror movie that you probably see come out in theaters or typical video games games like amnesia or of course five nights at freddy's because i don't like jump scares jump scares scare me i'm not a fan of jump scares in pretty much every single horror game is a jump scare upon jump scare upon jump scare. I will watch someone play a horror game because that's a different experience. Yes. Yeah, especially like on Twitch where they, they like change their notifications to scary sounds. And if you like donate in the middle of a, an intense scene, 
it's really funny to make other people freak out. <laughs> but Secret Laboratory or Friday the 13th, I'm not exactly alone at this. We're all in this together to get absolutely murdered. On the opposite side of that, I like attempting to play horror games just because I can't really take horror movies seriously for the most part. There's so many things about them when they're done poorly that make me not invest myself in the story. But when it's the first person perspective of those horror games and you have to like go through each scenario yourself, I find that a lot more enjoyable um, from the horror side of things. From a movie, you're watching it as a third person. You're like, well, you're just stupid. And you can pick out all those tropes from like the scary movie franchise that caused you to question well, why are you making that decision when you could just do this and survive? And then every horror movie tries so hard to be a horror movie that they just fail, like zombies. Oh, God. Uh, what's a zombie? Well, uh, zombies are a virus that infected this monkey animal sanctuary thing. And the monkeys got infected and then got everybody else infected. But now they're eating the people and other animals like cannibals and stuff. And, you know, because now they're all undead and even if you shoot them that doesn't work you know zombies it's pretty terrible <laughs> so it's trying to be a movie that's intentionally bad like oh no they're actually genuinely trying to be serious about it i don't know but like there's movies like the rocky horror picture show which was supposed to be serious but it's not but it's amazing you know i was just thinking tom you did play something that was uh i guess more creepy than scary but it certainly st sticks with you forever which one <sighs> ronald no, Ronald's not horror. Ronald's awesome. Creepy. And it sticks with you forever. <laughs> Insanity, Ronald. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. I can literally, in my head, already hear it through the whole thing. Uh, I'm, I'm picturing it, like, starting up, like, in the background. All you hear is, ha, 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 And, like, gradually getting closer, the volume increases. Putting cup, putting cup, putting cup. If you can get me the audio, I'll do it. Hold up, is this like a Ronald McDonald fan game of some sort? No, it, it it's originally a YouTube video that I saw years and years and years and years and years and years ago. Back in like high school, I remember seeing it. Oh my god, you so old. I know. And then one day, like I'm playing uh, Step Mania, which is DDR on the computer. And um, I'm downloading different songs and I found Insanity Ronald, which was that video with just the most ridiculous key, key movements you can think of, but it's the video that plays in the background with the audio that, that is stuck with Prof. <laughs> you played it for weeks upon weeks for the entire stream sometimes. I even donated it to you when you finished it because I wanted it to stop, and you didn't stop. You're like, please buy something else. Never play this game again. <laughs> I had to beat it. I got an idea, guys. Listen, hear me on this. Insanity Ronald on Beat Saber. Oh my god. It's a thing. I have it. Do we? Okay, I need to play this later. Have you streamed it? I streamed a little bit of it, but it didn't... Like, I couldn't get very far because it's next level. <laughs> so put it on no fail, genius. The, the sad thing is, it's so ingrained in my head, it's now a meme that I want to watch it again. <laughs> That's how bad and incessant it became. I had, I had to beat it. Yeah, like four or five times. Hey, once you beat it, you're proud. <laughs> I still can't believe I beat it. Well, you played it for weeks, Tom, apparently. Weeks! I went back to try to play it again, and I'm still just as crappy as I was when I started. We could have done, like, a final countdown montage of him trying to beat it. Like, I'm not even kidding. 
Does it still exist on the internet? Can we make that happen? It has to be Eye of the Tiger if we're doing a montage. Yeah, Eye of the Tiger would work too. Or to avoid copyright, I'll sing the montage. <laughs> no, we'll just commission that guy with the little uh, musical instruments with the mouse. We'll have them do it. Oh, yes. 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 No, have me do it. I'll write up the lyrics. No, and... no, no. Fail recorder version. <laughs> Let that sink in for a second. Fail recorder version. It is the best thing ever to meme a meme. I can already hear it playing in my head. Right? So speaking of jump scares in horror games, does anybody think that there is some, another way that game developers can scare us? Or do they rely so heavily on the jump scare payoff because it's the only way to scare the gamers? I think that, that you're never going to get rid of jump scares. I think that no matter what you do, you're still going to have a, a amount of them. Like, um, look at uh, Alien Isolation. That's not necessarily a horror game, but it has a lot of psychological pieces to it that also include jump scares but for the most part there's there's more psychological things that will screw you up more so in that game just because of you know you're you're being hunted by this you know xenomorph i think that that game was done really well for that but i think that there's really no way to get around jump scares i don't think there is either as opposed to something like five nights at freddy's where like jump scares are kind of ingrained into the design of the game yeah either they're gonna pop up in the cameras or they're gonna pop up in the doorway and it's like either way you're screwed well actually i was gonna say that for five nights it has the jump scares which is how it started being a thing but it had all the little hidden lore behind what's going on in the game that mm -hmm. helped it become as big and popular as it did I think if it was just the jump scares, like it would have had its 15 minutes, but then that would have been it. We wouldn't still be talking about it if it didn't have a deeper layer to the game to keep people invested and interested. Leading animatronics, that's all you got to think about. I'm more interested in Five Nights at Freddy's lore than the uh, actual game itself. I mean, the books are pretty good if anybody wants to read them. I highly recommend them. Yeah, we found them at Walmart. Whenever I'm out and about doing my normal jobs, I see like merchandise of finance at freddy's and kids holding like stuffed animals or wearing t-shirts i'm thinking oh well i did say a long time ago this is gonna be the next slender man but i didn't think it'll be this popular to this degree yeah you're saying this is somebody who owns two five nights at freddy's hair bows so like i can definitely understand like a horror thing getting like a cult following like slender man but i would have never guessed that finance at freddy's would gain like mainstream success well, Slenderman just got its own movie, which apparently is awful, but I still want to see it anyway. I mean, are they going to actually explain the story, or is it still going to be pretty much a mystery? From what I understand, the Slenderman movie is more like a psychological horror. All I'm going to say is I'm not too sure what to make of it. Can anyone think of a game that doesn't rely super heavily on the jump scares? Uh, Well, going back to SCP Secret Laboratory. No! Like the game The Forest, that one doesn't really have that many jump scares. But it's creepy as hell and can get pretty uh, nail-biting at certain points. The most creepiness about it is, is the actual lore around it, more so than, like, anything else. Um, and there's some psychological pieces to it as well, which I thought was pretty interesting. So that one didn't really have that many jump scares, but it's certainly uh, kind of uh, really unsettling as you play it. <laughs> That's totally fair. Like, I was playing um, Annie Wants to Play 2 is one that I tried starting the other day. Oh, that one is... That one's absolutely terrifying. Well, they have an option to turn off jump scare, so I kind of want to see how that rolls. But, like, just opening up the game, all you're doing is walking down hallways, and I'm like, when are the jump scares going to start? And it's like you're just flipping lights on and off in the first five minutes, and I was like, nope, I'm out. Too many right now. 
I'm not talking about the jump scares. I'm talking about the visuals because that is like uncanny valley to all hell. Awesome. So I shall continue playing this game later then. Just not in the car because that's where I tried starting to play it. And I was like, mm, maybe not right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Play a horror game while in the car. Until jump scare causes her to freak out, throw the laptop into the driver, and then the driver goes careening off the road. It was daytime. So, so does that mean you're going to curate it, Sky? Um, I'll try. I was just picturing... You walk down the um the walkway and you turn off lights and then you, you quit and it's good. I'm going to give it another go. It's just I was in the car and I was like, I really don't feel like playing with this with earbuds right now. But that there was the game that I played um a few months ago. Like I said, it wasn't finished yet. Play with us or something like the Saw themed game. Play with me. That's close. Play with me. What's that all about? The, well, I mentioned it uh, in one of the earlier episodes, but basically, like, you're on a date with your wife or something, and she gets kidnapped, and you have to go through all these different puzzle scenarios. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling us about it a few episodes ago. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's, it was not finished when I played it, but that game, while being creepy and, and scary in itself, just because of the, the spaces they would put you in and the fact that lights would flicker on and off. There wasn't a lot of jump scares until you got to like probably the fourth or fifth puzzle. So you went through the first few rooms and it was like, oh, there's like blood on the floor. Okay, whose blood is that? And like the person keeps calling you and um, sending you text messages to give you warnings. But there was only one room with a jump scare and you had to go through a whole bunch and then the lights went off. They gave you a flashlight. They're like, all right, find all the clues. And there's this, like creepy doll running around. I can't do dolls like that. Just can't. Not at all. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. Dolls don't freak me out. <laughs> like if I'm watching a YouTuber or a YouTuber or someone on Twitch playing something that has dolls like that, I I, I just can't. Just a nope. Did you have a bad experience with Chucky as a child? Oh, I hated that movie. <laughs> I hated the whole movie series. I thought Chucky was so funny. Oh, such a cute doll. I also watched Chucky with somebody who was like terrified of dolls and I have a little doll that I've had since I was a baby and whenever it would get too quiet I just like put my hand at the back of her dress and then just like walk her over to him and he'd freak out. It was the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tommy. That is fucking mean. Language. That's funny. Now I'm just picturing a, a doll of Tom. That was the good guy doll's name because when, when he inhabited the good guy doll his name was chucky but then he was like i have to pretend to be the thing so he's like hi i'm tommy you want to play and it's like yes let's play good guy and then it's like nope he's not a good guy he's a bad guy leave him alone it still doesn't change the image of tom as a doll to me. that'd be terrifying taylor make me one hey sky uh, you don't have to play violin do you i can't play violin but when i do it sounds like a horror movie <laughs> <laughs> all right perfect show the lights off Invite people into your house and just try to play the violin. See what they think afterwards. Speaking of horror games, has anybody heard anything about Super Seducer? I was waiting for that. <laughs> segway, segue, segue. I haven't seen too much of it. In fact, uh, I only saw like Sid Alpha's review of it. And some of the weird, like, um, how should I say this? Um, weird, egotistical, self-centered sort of bits. Not really relating to actual, like, seducing or dating at all is a straight up like throwing shade at the everyone at everyone who gave it a bad review the only two things i could think of were like oh where he 
kind of threw shade at the people that criticized his first game and then sent in a tactical airstrike at them. Which is in very poor taste. And there was like another weird one that involved like Cuphead. Yeah. Seeing the footage in that little uh, clip of the tutorial that they showed in Super Seducer, that was from like the clip from the other journalist that tried to play the tutorial and not the one that's in the final game. The issue that I had with those is that while in poor taste, it's also promoting uh, some pretty horrible things. Like in that one with Cuphead, like he's sitting in a room playing the game. He's like, oh, I'm the best gamer. I'm the best gamer. And then proceeds to not be able to do the tutorial, much like what that uh, journalist did that everyone had a lot of fun laughing at. But the problem is that at the end of that, um, the SWAT team comes in and shoots him and kills him because he gets swatted. And then one of the SWAT dudes comes in, picks up the controller and plays the tutorial. And I'm like, that's like actually really bad because that's a really horrible criminal offense that people do by calling in the SWATs on live streamers that can result in some something where someone does get shot it's not even him trying to be cynical it's just evil i like evil so does that mean that he's playing life as if it was a horror game yes is this just real life is this just horror game but also super seducer horror game absolutely horror stories for days where you have to seduce like demons and crap i'm with sky that it's uh it's a horror game for any woman who ends up being on the receiving end of his teaching <laughs> air quotes uh, agreed didn't that game also include like a scenario from like the woman's point of view uh the one of the sequels did yes one of the sequels there's also supposedly going to be a third one i saw three when i looked it up on steam and i was like why why do we we don't need more of these there was a third one slated for March of 2019. Pass. In Super Seducer 2, they do have supposedly their, like, I haven't actually played the game or anything, but they're, they now have, like, a, a woman who's there who, after Richard explains why this was a good thing to do, she then explains why it works or something. But I just. They keep know. leaving out the part of, like, 19 times out of 20. This is not going to work unless you're, like, conventionally attractive in other words it's still one of those there's only like one proper solution instead of multiple right answers yeah because in real life there's only one right answer oh yeah only it's black and white if it works for one person it's not going to work for the other hello i i would know this i am a twin there are things that work for me that do not work for my sister because we are not the same person even though we look the same what surprise why, hold up. So despite being from the same fetus, you two are completely different people? No, we would be, we would have been different fetuses. We would have been the same embryo. I am not a biology expert. Clearly. Basic science. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a clone. I'm a twin. I mean, are you sure? Well, I mean, you're the one who keeps saying you're a clone. I mean, my sister apparently really wanted a friend <laughs> to come into the world with her. So she's like, two. Exactly like that. That's how identical twins work, right? Yep. 100% exactly like that. Yep. It's exactly how that happened there's a little bit of news that happened recently oh telltale got shut down oh i did see that i did not yeah all their projects have officially been canceled including the final season for their walking dead game that's a shame they make really good games and people love them but i think the major reason why is because well it's a result of burnouts they essentially are making like the same game just with like a different coat of paint yeah it's always five separate 
episodes, which are five different games. And, and it's all on rails. The first Walking Dead it was a very novel thing where it's like this one story that goes in like many different directions. And from like the more recent ones, all the decisions are very inconsequential. You can prevent one thing, but the same thing is still going to happen. Well, that's boring. And that's especially notable with like some of the earlier Batman stuff as well as their Game of Thrones uh, Telltale game. Well, what's the point of playing a game with choices if all the choices lead to the same outcome? In fact, I believe that one person mentioned that, uh, that all the characters featured in the Game of Thrones game are characters that are alive in the actual show. So it kind of becomes pointless. Yep. But yeah, they made all these games with a very old engine, which they never even had time to even update. In fact, the game didn't even have any proper physics. Everything has to be done like frame by frame. Yeah, because you're literally playing, quote unquote, playing a storyboard as a definitive beginning, middle and end. And there's really no deviation from that. They, they definitely had a very unique style that was all their own. Uh, they kind of brought point-click adventure games back, though I would argue more it's more like a choose-your-adventure type of game, even though these games are, like, marketed as point-and-click. Yeah. If we want to loop back around to it, like, because I know you guys don't play horror games, um, if you were to consider picking one up, what would make it worth it for you? Oh, that's a tricky one for me. Good story that doesn't rely heavily on jump scares that is more in your head, but at the same time, those are like the ones I also don't want to play because I don't want to have to spend the next like couple days thinking about it. <laughs> if it was free and I had to curate it. If it's a multiplayer horror game. Yeah, that works. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm down for that. I would probably play something like the most recent Resident Evil game. Even though I never actually played Resident Evil, I would probably play like uh, Resident Evil 7. So the remake or the, the actual 7? Or Doom. What about the the games that aren't necessarily like exactly horror, but are more the psychological side of things, like um, games like Heavy Rain, where it's not it's not meant to be like a jump scare type of thing, but you are put into this situation where it's like, well, what, how far would you go? Uh, if it's something like Heavy Rain, I would definitely play something like that. Yeah, like those are a lot more fun because those are more character and story based rather than being reliant on. Uh, on a big jump scare or something like that. It's a lot more... It, it's more psychological, but it's more character-based, I think. Yeah. If you want psychological type of stuff, uh, Kojima's new game coming out <laughs> is pretty much right there. <laughs> I, I know nothing about that game. Like, I'm not... Nobody really does, but it, it looks really interesting, but it looks really freaky and looks really, you know, straight up, like, psychological for me i have like no interest in the game because i know nothing about it like i want to know at least something about what i'm going to be playing and experiencing and have some kind of expectation but with that like with that game there's nothing <laughs> did you not see the the latest uh trailer from that i have not last one i saw was from e3 and even and that one i was like i still don't care about this game yes it looks visually pretty but so does Final Fantasy. Yeah, from what I understand, you're just like a guy walking around this giant open plane, avoiding invisible monsters, as well as monsters that are like shadow beings that make you age a lot. Yeah, yeah. everything I've seen from past D3s like, just has not piqued my interest, aside from, that's a very visually nice-looking game, but like I've never played any of Kojima's stuff. So Wait, you've never played Metal Gear Solid ever? No. Uh, the only Metal Gear Solid game I played was Revengeance. I mean, 
everybody should at least play one of the games. I should. I just at never least. got into them. Like I know all about them and like the different like the different kind of cool things that were in them. Like with, I think it was Metal Gear Two where you had to unplug your controller and plug it into the player two slot in order to beat the boss. Like that kind of stuff is super cool and really innovative, and I I like that. But I just. I like I we didn't have those consoles or those games when I was growing up and like I now know about all those things so, like I I know what they're about and and more of the lore and stuff but I've never played it myself. It's a shame that we're probably not gonna get something like that in ever. Not from Konami at least. I I'm not I'm not one for jump scares in games but I do like the like how you said Heavy Rain I do really I really enjoy that game I think it's really well done. So when it's more character driven it's i wouldn't really classify that as a horror game um it's more a psychological mind f kind of game so it seems like the the main thing that is pushing most people away from horror games is the fact that like you have to do the whole thing by yourself um and it relies on you being what's the word i'm looking for isolated yeah that's kind of the thing i don't like the idea of being isolated unless I do have a means of defending myself. And the thing is the games like that's their whole point and that's what they want to do is they want to create that isolation. And for those who enjoy it, the games do it very well. And I can see why people like playing it so much. It's just not my jam. Yeah. I'm just not part of the crowd that would go out and see a horror movie for the purpose of being scared. Yeah, I do. I had a partner one time drag me to horror movies (laughs) It actually angered me. I'd be sitting there and I'd be like stewing at it. I'm like, this movie sucks. <laughs> this guy's going to die. Oh, look, he died. This is dumb. <laughs> and I'd get through them all. And then at the very end, they'd get mad at me because I wasn't enjoying myself. I'm like, you took me to a movie I'm not going to enjoy. Like, what do you expect? <laughs> I don't like predictable horror movies. They all are. Yeah, like you're able to predict at what point the uh, characters are going to die. I've never been thrown off by any any movie that's in that genre ever you gotta go for the the super obscure like asian or french horror movies those have the, have the curveballs because they don't care at all yeah but then they lose my attention like five minutes into it so <laughs> it doesn't work for me that same partner got really mad at me when i spoiled saw for them <laughs> because uh i'm sitting there i'm like oh it's gonna be this this and this and that's gonna happen and she's like no, that's no, you can't predict that. And she comes out and she's like, I hate you. I'm like, Yep, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, yeah, drunk poets. He's the main character, he's not really gonna die until the very end. Do you find that same predictability in any horror game that you have happened to come across? Uh, not so much in games, they usually don't set up the story well enough to really know that something crazy is going to happen every single time. The only thing you really get cued off of is like music cues, but. Even then, most of the time, it's just a jump scare anyway, so it's really not, not that big of a, of a thing. I think in horror games, it's either the music cues or, more likely, the lack of music, where all of a sudden everything gets eerily quiet, and you're in a room that you haven't been in before, but what's that behind the bookshelf? Oh, no, a thing from the fridge! Oh, no, a thing from the fridge. It's just like in FPS games, right? You get in a room, there's a bunch of ammo. You're like, well, I know what's next. Look at this. I found a Gatling gun. I know what's going to come up next. I I think the issue when it comes to games for me is that in a horror game, the whole idea around it is that there's nothing you can do. If you run into it, start running the other way. All you can do is run, try to survive. 
Whereas in in the game like an FPS, like uh, to use Prof's example, when you walk into a room and there's a bunch of ammo, you're like, okay, I know there's a huge fight coming up, but like it's something that you're engaged in and you're fighting against to try to defeat instead of run away from. To me, I think that that might be the the reason that I'm not all all about horror games is that it's all it's all it usually is is run through a door, close a door, try to find the place that you can get through that the monster chasing you can't get through. Um, it seems very limited and linear for the most part. Like there's not a lot of option. So you'd prefer a horror game where you can shoot the thing? Yeah, like uh, a horror game where you have more options available to you instead of just, you know, one or two. Oh, yeah, for me, if a horror game has like the option of me being able to defend myself, like I always have a gun or I can take that pitchfork and stab that monster in the face, then that would be something I'd be up for. But if, but if it's just me running or more like I'm just here to experience the horror and nothing else, then that's not for me. Yeah. Fair enough. Like, there's one game that I would like to see that I would, like, classify it as a horror game. And it would be, like, a Home Alone-style game where you're trapped in a house or a building or whatever. And there's a monster chasing you, but you have to set up a series of traps with things that you find around the building. And do a Home Alone-style thing where you lure a monster and then it starts, like, stepping on broken bottles or something. All right, get on it. Make it happen. I swear there's a Minecraft mod for that. Oh yeah, like <laughs> wait, I just got an idea of the next game that Bethesda should make a remaster of. Home Alone from the NES. <laughs> Bethesda did actually make a Home Alone game for the NES back then. I believe that. I did not know that. That's cool. Just look up John Tron's video about Home Alone. All I'm thinking of now is Apparently nothing, because I forgot what it was that I was thinking about. Never mind. Tom needs a nap. Alrighty, I think we should start wrapping it up there. I would agree. Stabby stabby. Please no. Donate to our Patreon so we can actually... We don't have a Patreon. Yes, we do. Did you start one without telling anybody? No. <laughs> well then, our Kickstarter? Indiegogo. Fiverr. Uh, donate to our GoFundMe so we can pay our editor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this spooky episode of the Just Go to PC Podcast Halloween Edition. This has been Count Gamula. I'm Tom. Every- and the rest of us will just say bye normally. Bye normally? <laughs> Thanks, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll do mine later. Thanks for listening to the Just Good PC Podcast. As always, you can find us on Discord at discord.gg forward slash justgoodpcgames and on our website at justgoodpcgames.com. You can also follow us on social media on Facebook and Twitter at justgoodpcgames. Big Brother's always listening. Always. Always. Not if you don't talk.